Yeah, I was going to say I actually need to like. Uh, I, weirdly, the light is doing me some favors today because I looked a bit of a troll when I was sitting downstairs. Tipping Liverpool to stay up this year. <laughs> Thanks for explaining how the Premier League works, though. Enjoy that now. No. <laughs> uh, Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Football Times podcast with myself, RadioTimes.com sport editor Michael Potts, and I'm joined in the virtual studio by Mr. Jake Wilson of my surprise, surprise, surprise of Match of the Day magazine. How are you doing, sir? I'm good, mate. I'm good. Were you not expecting me? No, you were no, happy for another face, maybe. No, nobody else wants to talk to me anymore, so I've just got to got to deal with what I get get given. You know, the the scraps. I'm the only friend you've got. <laughs> basically, basically, yes. And uh, I hope we can all hear my my silky tones here through my new podcast microphone. Uh, if not, then you know it's a problem with your ears and not my microphone because my microphone's great um, we will be bringing you some of the biggest games on tv this weekend um, and we actually we have some crackers this weekend we have we, we had to narrow it down to just a few because there are some big good games on this weekend um after that we'll be looking at fantasy premier league tips um after a big big name has just been ruled out for six to eight weeks um we'll be looking at who you can replace him with and we're also going to talk about our last Last football games, our last live football games, you know, in person, when you could go and smell, smell the pies wafting up in the in the balmy air. Um, we're going to talk about our last football games, and we'd love to hear your last football games. Get in touch with us at Radio Times Sport on Twitter, and um, we'd love to hear more about your your last live football game in person. Tell us all about it, because we're missing it dearly. Um, but for now, while we cannot be in stands, we will we will stay glued to our settees because there's not nothing else to do um, and we're going to start off with it's a huge one in the in the top four battle um, we're going to start off with Leicester v Liverpool it's a 12.30 kickoff on Saturday uh, and that's on BT Sport um, I mean we've, we've chatted a bit about Liverpool before but it's it's not getting any better is it it's this this look this run of form looks like it's kind of here to stay and not just not just a blip yeah, yeah, it's uh, we spoke about injuries that they've um, they've had quite a lot, um, and and maybe that that uh, is definitely an impact. We've said that we you know we know how much that is impacting their play, but maybe that can't be the whole reason they're playing mm-hmm. this way now. Um, there's a lot online about how they're the, the most unlucky team in the league, but um, I think every team is going to feel a bit hard done by this year. You look at the injury lists of every club. Um, uh, bar one or two, I think West Ham, um, sorry, West Brom, uh, are very uh, good on the injury table. I think it's just Dean Garner in there in the treatment room on his own. Uh, it's not even a, any staff in there, it's just him having a nose. Um, yeah, but uh, Liverpool have struggled with that. Um, and um, a, a bit of form of a few players uh, up and down in their form. So, yeah, not getting any easier. Um, and with a squad that isn't maybe as young as some others in the in the division going deep into this season, it's uh, it's hard to see that uh, it turns around. Mm, yeah, yeah, I get what you mean. Like it's not just it can't just be luck. It can't just be you don't lose this amount of games from from nowhere just by pure luck. And I, I mean, I know a lot made of their mentality and. Just the intensity just isn't there, is it really? I, I don't. It's really hard to put a finger on it. And and if if I could, then I'd be Jurgen Klopp. Um, and if there is any manager who can find out what's going on, it is Jurgen Klopp. Um, 
I wonder what a crowd would do for them. I know this maybe is like quite a lazy thing to keep coming back to, but just feeding off that energy of a crowd, Anfield crowd just won the Premier League. I, I think it would be quite harsh because I've heard a lot of people say this is like the worst title defence of all time and all this sort of stuff and um, the difference between last season and this season. They are, they are 27 points actually off the pace of last season, which is stunning, <laughs> actually stunning at this point, just over the halfway point. Uh, to be 27 points behind, nine nine wins, nine whole wins behind where they were last year. Um, it's not great, is it? But I, I I just wonder what a crowd, what what that energy, that buzz around the place would have done for players like Salah, for like Mane, um, Firmino, the likes of those. Because I think that's where the problem is. I I think I've alluded to this before. I I don't think centre back. I don't think who they are playing at centre-back is the issue. I think it's the fact that maybe Henderson's been dropped back, Fabinho's been dropped back, and, and the, the disruption that's caused across the whole pitch uh, just to replace Van Dijk. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if um, if Ben Davies or, or Kabak gets a, gets a, sh- a shot anytime soon. Um, also, I mean, I, if, if anything typified the, the mentality at the moment, Alisson, oh, poor Alisson. <laughs> I mean, such a good goalkeeper, such a good goalkeeper. But um, and it's not an indictment of him; those those two errors against City. But it it just looked that that isn't the that isn't Liverpool. That isn't the Liverpool that have, has won the league. That has you know hit nearly two hundred points across two seasons. Just looked a bit a bit loose, a bit casual, and and, and Liverpool. Yeah, the yeah, they're definitely flying. They are, they are, and they're not flying at the minute. You can tell it's, it's getting to players. Confidence isn't quite there. Maybe they're not taking a shot um, when they get to. I think that was evident with Allison's there. He just didn't look totally assured in all his actions. Maybe over the last two years, he would have been. Um, and I think you can see it in Klopp as well. Um, he, he had a, a post-match uh, interview where he got asked about um, being 10 points, 13 points behind City. Um and he kind of went off on the journalist a little bit, told him he wasn't doing his job properly. Um, and I felt that was a bit harsh. And it kind of is reflective of, you know, the the lack of uh, confidence there, the the lack of good feeling. Um, and that all, all plays into um, more mistakes happening on the pitch um, and that lack of focus a little bit. Um, and when you come up against a side on a roll like Man City, um, they do exploit any errors that you're going to give them. Mm, absolutely, good point by Klopp as well. I think he has he has cut a, a different sort of figure this time around. Um, I mean, he's never been a good he's never been a good loser, um, and that's not a, that's not a bad thing. I mean, you know that relentless winning mentality. I guess the downside of that is when you do start losing games, when you're not winning games, um, you maybe do get a bit snappier. And and I don't hold it against him, but I, yeah, this the warm cuddly Klopp um, is not. That's not the full the full indicator of the man, I don't think. Uh, as great a manager as he is. Um, yeah, and, and you just hope a bit of that frustration sort of leaks out into the side. You just want to see them play a little bit angry, a little bit... I, the word I keep hitting me and my housemates, we keep picking up, um, I think it's Paul Scholes says it quite a lot, but a bit of needle. 
play with a bit of needle, <laughs> a bit, just a bit aggro, you know, like just just have a bit of a kickoff at somebody. And yeah, I think it's lacking that that little bit of um, that bit of mentality. And I mean, they can't afford to 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 roll over in this one because they're up against Leicester at the King Power, um, which is a, a tough journey for anybody. Um, and Liverpool are going into this behind Leicester in the table, um, three points behind Leicester in the table. If Leicester win this, they can open up a six point gap. They can close the gap on City at the top. They can overtake Man United. It's a huge game for Leicester. Um, obviously, Jamie Vardy could be back in the mix, so we'll we'll wait and see what happens there. Um, what is your? How are you seeing this one playing out? The story is Brendan Rodgers going back, facing his old club and beating Liverpool to basically end their title run. Um, I'm not sure that story is the one that's going to be written, though. I think I think uh, it's going to be a tight one. I think there's goals in it. Um, I think there's going to be a score draw there, maybe a two-two. Um, Leicester have match winners all over the pitch. You know, their fullbacks. Um, unfortunately, they just lost Justin, I think, for a little while. But um, yeah, it's going to be a good one, that I'm sure. Mm, absolutely. I think I'm, I'm. I'm going to join you with score draw. I might go one-one, but yeah, I can see. Yeah, you can, you can never rule out Liverpool. They just aren't the um, the inevitable force that that they have been uh, in weeks previous. And and once that's all done, once we've wrapped up on BT Sport half twelve kickoff Leicester v Liverpool, um, we have a an unbelievable game at half five on Sky Sports Premier League main event and now TV uh, as Manchester City host Tottenham in. In a little thing we call Guardiola v Mourinho, um, I mean, what what a tie that is for for your Saturday evening. Um, uh, City, I guess we we don't really need to say too much about City. Just unbelievable, unbelievable team, and uh, yeah, we don't want to dwell too much on them. But Phil Forden, yeah, I was wary about Forden for quite some time, and and I have no regrets in doing that. I he was hyped up. Just, just unbelievably. I think the likes of Henry Winter and people are sort of picking him out, saying he was this, that, everything else at the age of eighteen when he hadn't really played. Um, I mean, look at him now. He is he is a fully fledged starter for Manchester for the best team in the Premier League right now. And and by default, I guess does that make you know best team in the world? They're up there. They're up there with Bayern Munich, maybe. Um, and and he is a huge part of that. I, I just absolutely love love watching that boy play football. He is unreal, and I think um, credit has been given on on social media, and it should be given to Guardiola for bedding him in slowly. Um, I think there's been a real problem, as as a lot of people have documented, um, of English young players being burnt out by the time they're you know 24. Um, Foden, who's called to start a lot more than he did over the last couple of years, but maybe that's been to his benefit. You know, the players he's got around, he's learned from De Bruyne, David Silva. You can't beat that. So um, now uh, a little bit more mature, and boy, is he good. Mm, absolutely, absolutely. I think it was uh, it was Sunes, wasn't it? I think the other day he was he was sitting there with glee on his face watching watching Foden. Um, I think he kept using the word silky, and I think that's right. I think he just makes running look smooth and effortless and and that little i mean for his goal the way he beat i think it was yeah be just beating men for fun <laughs> um just that little little burst of pace um he's got power in his shot as we saw with his, his strike that was an unbelievable hit i don't think the keeper could do anything about that um 
he's just got a bit of everything cutting in from that right hand side and, and hit with that left foot um, what a player what a place that he have on their hands and if hopefully if the Euros go ahead um, we can see Phil Foden sort of lining up regularly for England I think the idea of Foden I know a few people afterwards I think Jack Grealish started trending afterwards just because everybody everybody was so excited to see Foden Grealish in the same team with Kane Sterling uh, that is a prospect right there and uh, if you are if you are if you're having a bit of a miserable time it's February we're all cold it's it's lockdown still just think ahead to those euros because if they go ahead my word uh, I don't want to say it's going home but it's buying a ticket uh, um, anyway we'll move on to we'll move on to Spurs now um yeah Spurs they're, they're fresh from a 5-4 defeat at uh, Goodison Park and a remarkable FA Cup tie. Um, they can score goals, Jake. They can score goals. Yeah, when, they, um, when they've when they got the handbrake off, they can score goals, but um, then they also do concede at an alarming rate. Um, it does seem one or the other. Um, either they low block it and um, there's one nil to whichever team decides to, to find the net um, or they, uh, they let loose and um, the defensive errors are um, exposed. Uh, yeah, Lloris um, has had a few few shocky, uh, sh- uh, shaky performances. Um, I don't want to say shocking there because it hasn't been quite that bad, but shaky, I think, is more appropriate. Um, yeah, he doesn't seem to to command um, and come out and, and spread himself, maybe like a Schmeichel does, um, uh, but shot-stopping, very good. Um, so that's a bit of an issue um, creatively um, without Kane. Um, I do think they're they're lacking a, a creator as well. They've got they've got the bodies in there, but lacelso has been injured a lot. Lamella is constantly injured. Um, Deli Ali obviously not trusted. Um, maybe if they had someone who could uh, pick a pass slightly better, <clears throat> Christian Eriksen, uh, <laughs> it might be doing slightly better. But um, it is very. Kane and Son reliant, isn't it? I was going to say, I actually, uh, well, I totally agree. I, I don't think anybody could disagree that it's it's Kane and Kane and Son running the show. I've been quite impressed with Lamella recently from from the little bits and pieces I've seen of Spurs. Um, I mean, the, the the issue with Lamella has always been he's an attacking player with bags of talent. He doesn't really score goals or set too many up, which is kind of an issue, really, when you are, you know, when your two main duties are scoring goals and setting setting people up. Um, but I mean, he took his goal so well the other night, just before half time, um, and he's an interesting one because I think everybody's got all eyes on Gareth Bale. Everybody's still sort of, you know, wondering what's going on there. Um, Lucas Moura pops in the, in and out of the side, but he, you know, he's not this consistent talent. I think there's a bit of a chance here for Lamella and, and Bergwijn as well, who, again, talented, but hasn't made the most of his time with Spurs so far. I wonder whether there is a chance for Lamella to kind of become that third, the third musketeer almost. Um, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself after one goal, but I, I feel like when I have seen him, um, and I've, I've, I've spoken to a few Spurs fans who've um, who said similar, that Lamella is kind of, he's going along all right at the moment. Um yeah, whether he can pull that out consistently, who knows? But um, the, the signs of life there, and and to be fair, the fact that you can score four goals, I, I mean, it's 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 terrible how they lost the game really when you score four away from home. But but it shows they can do it, and 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 there's some encouraging signs there, I think. But 
yeah, ultimately not the result they wanted. There's troubling ones, um, the, <laughs> the troubling signs that um, do hide any bright lights. Um, I want, I do want to give a shout out to Bergeron though. I've been really impressed with him when I've seen him. Um, he's, he's fast, he's dynamic, he, he harries, he hustles up there. And I think uh, Spurs need that alongside Son um, and alongside Kane, who, who are so uh, brilliant uh, at what they do. Um, I think a hard worker up there to kind of, to put in those yards to, to hustle and harry, to create and nip. Um, I think that's that's a good option up top. But obviously, it's further back that they have more of the issues, um, I think. And um, against Manchester City, um, they're not uh, the issues you're going to want, are they, really? Mm, absolutely. I was going to say as well, like what, what's in my head, as somebody who doesn't play regular sort of 11-a-side football, um, what sort of player do you think works alongside Son and Kane? Because there's so much about that partnership being so great. And you wonder, do they need a supporting character in there? Like, do they need somebody who's just going to run and, and sort of put the hard yards in? And um, do they need somebody who's going to actually get in on the act and supply goals, supply assists and, and take the load off them? It, it's hard to work out what what the third character <laughs> of that of that. You know, soap opera needs uh, needs to be right now. Um, like, is there room for another sort of playmaker, big playmaker like like Bale to sort of you know match winner in there? Do, you, do they need that, or do they need somebody like Bergwijn who's just gonna just gonna run, <laughs> just gonna put himself put himself left, right, and centre? It's a it's a tricky one. Like, it, I mean, I'd love to I'd love to play. You know, if, if you've got any uh, room room in the squad for me there, Jose, uh, I'll. Uh, I'll just dust the boots off. It'll be, it'll be an absolute training, shock. Michael. You've been in the training kit recently, haven't you? Well, I have actually. Yeah. I mean, I know where my room is, so you know, I just sign me up. Sign me up. It's an easy job. Easy job alongside those two. Um, but yeah, that, that's always it with Spurs. If you, you you feel like as long as Kane and Son are there, just finding that third that third consistent uh, forward is is top of the top of the chart for them in terms of priorities. Um, how do you see this one going down? City v Spurs. Yeah, City um, have a record fifteen wins in a row currently. Um, I can't see that ending. Um, I think they'll make it sixteen, and with a little bit of comfort um, in this League Cup uh, final preview. I totally forgot about the League Cup as well because <laughs> it got moved back, didn't it? It got moved back to the end of April, 25th of April, I believe, off the top of my head. Um, yeah, interesting. It, it Spurs, Spurs beat Man City earlier in the season. Was that was that their last? Was that Man City's last defeat? It might well have been. And we totally, totally didn't just take a pause there to go and have a check. Uh, not at all. <laughs> And um, we can tell you from from a pause that definitely didn't happen that City are actually on a 22 game unbeaten run, so 15 wins in a row, 22 games unbeaten, and their last defeat indeed was against Spurs at at the new Tottenham Stadium, yet to be named, um, in at the end of November. They haven't lost a game since the end of November. I mean, yeah, good luck Spurs. I I'm I'm backing City here, and I'm, I'm I think a reverse result. I think I can see a two 0 I don't think it'll be a total collapse. Um, but but yes, it's 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 a tough ask for Spurs right now. Um, actually, if you look back across Man City's whole season, their only other defeat was the five-two against Leicester in the in the second league game of the campaign. Um, yeah, they're not they're not going to lose this one. That's my that's my take. What's yours, Jake? What are you going for? Yep, yep City comfortably, I think. Um, yeah, since they drew with West Brom. Um, they have just been on an absolute tear. And um, it continues this weekend live on Sky. 
<laughs> I like that. You should get a job there. Um, actually, please don't. We want you to stay here forever. <laughs> um, moving on to Sunday, super, super Sunday. Uh, we have a lot of games, actually. I'll run through them. Southampton Wolves on Amazon Prime. We've got West yeah. Brom, Man United, Sky Sports Premier League. Uh, we have Everton Fulham on BT Sport on the evening. And sandwiched neatly in the middle, uh, we have Arsenal v Leeds. It's a 4.30 kickoff Sky Sports Premier League main event and now TV. Um, I hold my hands up. I apologise. Leeds United, you are safe. You are safe. Uh, not that you needed my uh, say-so on that matter. I think when we had our halfway prediction, um, I wondered whether Leeds would last. They're, a, they're an all-or-nothing team, and I thought once the fitness, you know, if, if they can't keep up that pace across the whole season... Um, what what is going to happen to them? Uh, since then, <laughs> since then, Leeds have risen, risen in the table, right all the way up to tenth in the league. Uh, they have thirty two points after twenty two games. They've won three of their last four. Patrick Bamford, Patrick Bamford continues to to thrash in the goals. Uh, what a season! What a season from them. Ten ten wins, ten losses, and two draws. What a campaign from Leeds United. Brilliant, and they're in a really good run of form form now. Three wins in the last four games. Um, they are the hardest workers in the Premier League, and that's what does it for them. Um, they are head and shoulders above everyone else, above Southampton, above Liverpool, above Chelsea, everyone. Um, no one works harder uh, off the ball and, and probably on the ball than, than Leeds. Um, they play entertaining football, for better or worse, which we've all spoke about. Um, and it's it's great to see. Yeah, three wins in four. Um, before that, they only won three wins in their previous eight. So it's looking much better for Leeds. They're probably settling in. Um, their defensive issues are a bit of a worry, though. Um, they are missing. I think probably would have been the, the two main uh, centre-backs. Uh, so they've done Liverpool. Uh, they're missing uh, Robin Koch and uh, Diego Llorente, who they both bought in this summer. We uh, also wanted those two to bed in nicely, but uh, injuries have stopped that. Um, but but further forward, they've got they've got like a plethora of of talent. Dallas chipping in. Harrison is seems clinical. Um, he must be outperforming his xG definitely. We spoke about Bamford, and I'm going to give a shout out to the main man at the minute, Rafinha, mm. who looks an absolute demon uh, mm. on the ball. He's got pace. He's got flair. He's got trickery. Did you see him beat Gary Cahill? I admittedly didn't, but now I need to go and find that, don't I? That sounds get on Twitter. If you haven't seen it, get on Twitter. Um, he does this lovely uh, move. Hit, I don't even know how to describe it. He hits it off his heel through Cahill's legs. Uh, you know, ex-England, Premier League winner. Uh, Cahill looks completely dumbfounded. Rafinha is on fire. He's getting goals as well. Um, exactly the sort of player that Bielsa will want. Runs all day, but impacts games. Um, it's uh, <laughs> a good time to be a Rafinha FPL owner, I think. And and that's quite a, that's interesting as well, isn't it? That's what Leeds need to do now. I mean, Patrick Bamford's taken a lot of the headlines. Um, a lot of people, again, Fantasy Premier League will come up that very soon. But people are seeing that those points roll in and think it's all Bamford. But, but Rafinha, players like that who, like you say there, will run around, will put themselves around, but also have that quality if you can start bleeding those sorts of players into your existing setup, playing Bielsa's way, playing his style, his you know, giving him full autonomy over over that philosophy, um, the future is so bright for Leeds. And and you wonder how much it's interesting with Leeds, isn't it? Because for me, I, I still see Leeds as a big, 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 big team. Um, 
you know, you, you hope a lot of these players still appreciate how big a team Leeds actually are and will actually sign for Leeds, you know, partially on that, partially on the Bielsa style. Um, and, and if they finish top 10, they could have an enormous window. Not not necessarily spending the biggest money, but they could attract some decent names there. And and and, and on the way up as well, you know, with players with upward trajectory uh, willing to put themselves about and, and, and who could actually, you know, really bed into that team and, and add to it. Um, I think it's a very exciting time for Leeds. And, and that is in the space of four or five games after I said they could be in trouble. What a loser. That's uh, that's this season then, Michael. It is so unpredictable. That middle of the table is so congested that putting a, a run of three, four wins together does completely change a season mm. um, as uh, defeats do also. So, as well, um, I actually, yeah. yeah, I was going to say, I actually saw Spurs are six points better off than this stage last season, which is interesting. We're, like They're down in eighth now, but they're actually performing better than last year which is just a weird I mean this yeah this is a unique table almost because it's so tight and there's no as much as City are the favourites now there's no runaway winner um, so I think we're up for a lot more of this totally agree and and what a thing for the fans um, what's your prediction for this one Arsenal v Leeds at the Emirates yeah Arsenal uh, doing alright as well they're missing Teeny, which is a bit of a, a bit of an issue but um, they're, they're hit and miss I think and um, I think Leeds might capitalise on that away from home Arsenal will dominate the ball Leeds on the transition uh, maybe a Harrison screamer 1-0 fair play fair play I ooh, I think a 1-1 oh, no, Leeds don't draw <laughs> Leeds don't draw <laughs> oh I'm, I'm, I, I might lean Arsenal no, I'm going to draw. I'm going to go with the draw. I can't back Arsenal against Leeds. I'm going to go with a 1-1 draw there. Um, Leeds are going to rack up their third draw of the season is what I'm going to say. And I think they'll be quite happy with that. 33 points after, after 23 games would probably suit them down at the ground. Um, thank you very much, Jake. Uh, moving on to Fantasy Premier League. And there's been some big news today uh, that unfortunately Newcastle striker Callum Wilson uh, has been ruled out for six to eight weeks with an injury. Um, Wilson, I guess, is a he's a big budget striker. A lot of teams have him. Um, a lot of managers have them in in their teams uh, as a sort of a, a second striker or a third striker, um, and that starts the scramble. That starts the scramble. So I guess that's the basis for this week's poll. Um, who are you replacing Callum Wilson with, or who should you have instead of Callum Wilson? Um, there's a lot of good budget options in there. Uh, I'm going to throw a couple into the mix. We've got Patrick Bamford, as we've mentioned. We've got Mikel Antonio, who is a bit of a doubt for this weekend. Fatigue is what he's listed as on Fantasy Premier League. Still think he should start, so I'm going to throw him in there. Uh, yeah, what, what what are you thinking? Are there any any others any other bargain stars you want to throw into the mix there? Well, I have um, Antonio up front because I've just how he puts himself about. He's got assists as well as goals. and He's really improved West Ham's attack, so I don't think he's a bad option. Um, but Ollie Watkins, um, who's, uh, you know, might not be the most fashionable striker uh, there, plays for Villa, which people doubt. But Villa are really good this year. And um, I went to a, quite a few Brentford games over the last few years, living in London, and he is quite the player, let me tell you. So he's uh, versatile, he's fast, he's dynamic, he's clinical. Um, and he's getting loads of points up there. He's the vocal point up top for, for Villa. So I think he's a good option. Um, Calvert-Lewin, we would have maybe maybe mentioned in this space before, but he's he got a knock against um, Spurs, so he might be out. My uh, my wildcard shout is Willian Jose, and not just because I'm a, a Wolves fan, but um, in Raul Hibernance's uh, absence, 
Um, we wish him all the best in his continued recovery. Um, William Jose will probably start every Premier League game for Wolves now. Um, he's he's starting to settle. Um, he isn't quite as impactful as, as Jimenez yet. Um, but it's a different system for him, a different nation, you know, um, and he, he will have to settle. But he's, he's reasonably cheap. I think he's £7 million. Um, he's going to play every game as our focal point. We love putting crosses in, Neto or, or Traore flicking those crosses into the box. And he's big and he will head and he will get assists when knockdowns for, for a donk or for Neves. So I think he's definitely one to watch. When he, when he gets that first goal or that first big assist, maybe he'll go on a roll from there with Wolves. So I think that's definitely one to have on the back burner, Michael. Hmm. I also, I, I can't believe I'm doing this, but I, I kind of want to shout out one of the Burnley strikers. Burnley, um, we have a bit of a double game week coming up. Um, we have we have Man City in a double game week. That's why it's such a shame Calvert Lewin could could miss this game with with a, a minor hamstring tweak, is what I'm told. Um, they, they actually have two games. They've got Fulham and Man City coming up. Uh, but another one of those teams, it's a smaller it's a smaller double game week, so it's not you know huge amounts of preparation for it. Um, but Burnley, they've got Crystal Palace away, Fulham at home. And I mean, I've got Matt Loughton in there, decent little uh, cheap defender, budget defender option. Uh, Charlie Taylor's on my bench. He's still injured though, which is a bit annoying. Um, but I'm wondering whether whether a Chris Wood, whether an Ashley Barnes, whether that sort of figure could be, uh, I don't know, a bit of a one week wonder for somebody who is trying to replace either Calvert Lewin uh, if Antonio could be out, and uh, potentially. Um, potentially Wilson as well. So so a, a lot of options up there for you to weigh up. We'll put the poll out on Radio Times Sport uh, on Twitter. So come and have a vote in that. We'll let you know next week uh, what, what you all went for. <laughs> be, by that point, it'll be too late and Chris Wood will have bagged a hat-rick. <laughs> um, but yeah, interesting. Interesting one. A lot of budget players get on them. Uh, also, a quick word on Watkins. Watkins misses a lot of chances and that I actually see that as quite a good thing because it shows how many they're creating. It's a few few chances, which it, sort of half chances, and he probably could have taken them, um, but he, but he hasn't. And I actually don't think that's an awful sign. It shows that the service is there for him, and he is a you know he, he can finish. Um, so I think Watkins could be a little, you know, if he if he if he works on that finish and you know builds his composure, could be a very little decent little learner for you for the rest of the season. Um, now, there's no good way to segue into this, but let's just go for it. I miss live football. I miss live <laughs> football. I miss live football in the flesh. I miss going to the games. Oh, I just want to go. <laughs> I just want to go, Jake Wilson. And I mean, we both started talking about this, myself and Jake, um, after the Spurs the Spurs game, 5-4, Everton Spurs, and nobody was there to see it. And, and what a shame that is. FA Cup, tremendous competition, um, and nobody was there to see it. It's just... It's just quite sad, isn't it? Really, it's really sad. It's, it's um, football is made for for fans, um, and it, it is like a training game. Without the intensity, you can see it on the pitch isn't the same. Um, they have to build it with the, the fake crowd noise because um, football is is made to be enjoyed, and the crowd is you know as much of the experience as anything else. Um, so it is is really sad that uh, we don't get to be there. It's all for a good reason, obviously. Um, Keeping keeping everyone safe, but as soon as everyone is safe, everyone's vaccinated. Then um, oh, every weekend, you're not going to be able to keep me away. <laughs> Amazing, yeah. It's it's it's. 
I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm certainly not saying let's uh, let's all go nuts now. Definitely, it's for the right <laughs> reasons, and I completely understand. Uh, it doesn't mean we can't be frustrated about it. Um, I yeah, I I went to three football games. I worked this out actually. My, my last three live games I went to um, two elite games and and one not so elite game. Um, we have Barcelona v Granada at, at the New Camp. I went to the New Camp last January, which was ridiculous. Uh, Lionel Messi scored the winner. Uh, I saw Portsmouth v Sunderland, and I saw my local team. I saw that at Fratton Park, actually. And uh, my local team, Fisher FC, the Tunbridge Wells. Glorious, glorious day out that was. Um, yes, yeah, so I saw two really good games, and I also saw Portsmouth v Sunderland, <laughs> which, <laughs> which was not a fun time. Not a fun time to be alive. Um, but that Fisher game, that was, that was between... Oh, I can't even remember what day it was now. It was between the lockdowns, whichever ones they were. And um, it was, you know, that was one of the only things we kind of could do. Went along with a friend. Uh, we stood, stood by the side of the pitch. Um, players coming out the little sort of port cabins type things or the or the, the small clubhouse. Um, it was so good. Groups of friends taking their, taking their drinks along and stuff, just having a good chat, good laugh. Tunbridge Wells, the Tunbridge Wells Ultras were going for it all game, uh, giving the keeper a lot of stick, who was then giving it back, which was fantastic. I just miss it. It's it's it was so good, and and I fully recommend anybody um, anybody once we're allowed again, once it's safe to do so, uh, get yourself down to your local team because it's it's great. I, I actually feel a bit sorry for people who don't go to any live football, whether it be the you know the biggest Premier League games um, to to the Southern Counties Southern Counties League. Um, live football is great. It's it's the reason for the sport and and and. Just go and back your team because it's so good to watch. Find your local team and uh, and go and watch them when when it's safe to do so. I couldn't agree more. I am absolutely itching, Michael, to get back to Coles Park um, to see my uh, my boys Haringey Borough, Georgia Resty, ghosting between defenders before scoring. He's an absolute legend, and I, I really miss uh, going into raptures at the Bell End uh, <laughs> at Coles Park. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's the actual, actual name. Um, it's uh, because uh, there is a bell there, uh, Michael. It is ah. very yeah, self-descriptive. Cool. But yeah, the last game I went to was uh, was in October as well, between the lockdowns. Haringey Borough won, Cray Wanderers three, which was disappointing. We were very sad. But um, one of the guys I went with, he bought some very fancy veggie scotch eggs um, that we socially distanced past between us. So that was actually uh, a very big highlight. Um, yeah, nothing nothing beats live football. Non-league is uh, the lifeblood uh, of the game, really. Uh, you see all the big names, all the big money up top, but there is some wonderful football to be seen round the corner from you. Absolutely, get on it. And this is not this is not a patronising thing, by the way. The football is really good to watch. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed my game. Arresti, who I just, who I just mentioned, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, maybe Borough's star player, but um, he's a Cypriot international, played opposite uh, against Luka Modric um, nice. in, a, in a game against Croatia. And, you know, um, probably um, uh, was on the losing side. I think definitely was on the losing side. But um, you've just got some wonderful footballers uh, in non-league. Um, I did an interview for Match of the Day magazine recently with Ethan Pinnock at Brentford. He got released from Millwall. Shout out to the Match of the Day YouTube where this is all on, by the way. Um, <laughs> but he got released 
Yeah, cheers. He got released from Millwall, went down to non-league with Dulwich Hamlet, spent a few years there, and now he's on the way back up, probably going to be a Premier League player before long. So um, maybe you'll see some players um, just before everyone else sees these players. I think uh, I had a look actually recently with Fisher. I think it was... um... Fisher FC, they're down in Bermondsey, by the way. They're they're uh, or rather high sort of way, I think. Um, just over the on the south side of the water. Get the London get the London overground. It's easy. It's easy to get there. Uh, I think Jason Punchin played for them back in the day. What great oh, name! Yeah. Great name. Few few. I think a few people have gone through like Crystal Palace. That's kind of their catchment, isn't it? Um, but yeah, great great to watch. Um, I I really enjoyed going, and I can't wait for live football to come back. Like I say, um, Sunderland away days, great great occasions. Um, we are going to be playing in the Papa John's Trophy semi-final next week um, against Lincoln City. And you know what? I'm I'm so good at it. I'm not going to be there. Uh, it is on Sky Sports though, so go and watch go and watch Sunderland v Lincoln City in the uh, in the in the Papa John's Trophy semi-final. Uh, grab a slice of that. Uh, Luke O'Neill hat trick incoming. You what? Luke O'Neill's going to score a hat trick that game. Now you said. Oh. You watch. I wish he does. I hope he does. My boy, Luke. Good old Luke. Stubbsy's mate. Stubbsy's pal. Um, say a lot of Stubbsy for me, by the way. <laughs> um, anyway, wrapping up, I think that's just about enough. But we all can't wait to get back to live football. In the meantime, you can come to Match of the Day magazine, uh, go to the website, go to their magazine, go and buy it, go and read it, go and tear it apart and just devour every little morsel of it. What's in this week's episode, Mr. Wilson? Yes, the new Match of the Day magazine on shelves. It's a beauty, Michael. It is our UCL Last 16 special. So everything you need to know about the knockout rounds of the Champions League is packed inside that magazine. We've also got the Ultimate Family Footy Quiz, an update on the Women's Super League, some great footy being played there, and some gaffer hair swaps. So if you ever wanted to see what Bielsa looked like with Calvin Phillips's do, uh, Match of the Day magazine is for you and your kids this uh, this week. That is the content I need. <laughs> I will be I'll be definitely taking a look at that one because I'm I'm so confused and I haven't got time to ask any more questions. Uh, go and pick up a copy this week. Uh, I'm sure your kids will love it, and I'm sure you'll love it too because you're just a big kid if you like football. Um, thank you very much for listening, and come to RadioTimes.com Sport for all of your latest sporting previews. Uh, we've got a bit. Of, it's a busy time in sport in the sporting world right now. We've got the Australian Open. Uh, we've got Six Nations. We have Premier League football. We've got FA Cup going on this week. We've got Champions League coming up next week. It's a bit of everything. Uh, so come and check out how you can watch it all how you can soak it all up and for my terrible score predictions which are nearly always right um <laughs> i've actually stopped <laughs> jack but i do get some of them right i do get some of them right uh come and have a read and uh yeah we'll see you next week take care